Welcome to Around the Table. It's a sobering reality that every person on earth will be either eternally saved or damned. And God's main method for spreading the gospel is His church, that's us, intentionally sharing the good news with others. Our church has embraced this call and made it our guiding principle, C. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Hello, my name is Ted Steffen from the Alto Michigan Congregation. In today's episode, we'd like to explore one of our guiding principles that speaks of following the Great Commission that Christ left for his followers. I'm joined today by one of my Christian brothers who has a passion for the Great Commission. Brother Chad, please introduce yourself and then share with our listeners the guiding principle that we plan to discuss today. Hello, Ted. My name is Chad Lehman. Uh, Myself and my wife, Kim, minister in our Fairbury, Illinois congregation. And what a mission, as you shared there in Matthew, of going and sharing the gospel and then teaching to observe. You know, we think of that as the two components there where we go out and think of that as the evangelism and then teaching them to observe as a discipleship part of that. So Guiding Principle C says we follow the Great Commission, sharing the love and truth of Jesus Christ in our homes, churches, communities, and throughout the world as God calls us to serve. So I just think of that in my own journey with evangelism and sharing the gospel. And I'm a little more comfortable today than I have been in the past. And I wonder if that's true for some of our listeners of how we can get our heads around the part where we share the gospel in our homes and churches. That's a little more comfortable for us and a little more familiar. But there's that part about going out and, and sharing with the with our communities and throughout the world. So I'd like to share just from 2 Corinthians 5, where we read in verse 18, that all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus. So our relationship with Jesus, but then it goes on to say, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. So what a definition of evangelism as we seek to share what we have with the world who needs it. And then it goes on to say in verse 20, that we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be reconciled to God. You know, Brother Chad, as you shared that, I can really relate with that idea of being more comfortable with it today than you used to be in the past. I, To be transparent, there was a time when I was really intimidated um, by the evangelist. Um, mm. I knew the I knew the Great Commission. I understood, you know, God's word to to call me to to share the gospel. But that whole idea of evangelism, it just it was always intimidating to me. And I had an experience several years ago that really helped me kind of wrap my mind around it and see where I fit in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a couple that moved to Alto, and this brother was an evangelist, and he just loved uh, to share the gospel. In fact, at one time he he said to me, he says, Ted, he says, I really don't care to help someone with their marriage. And I really don't care to help someone put a roof on their house, but I love to tell people about Jesus. And it was through wow, that experience. Yeah, it really was. And, and through that experience, I've, uh, I, what I, what I came to see is the, the two different components that you talked about, discipleship and evangelism and how both of them are so important and they, and they mesh well in it's, it's a crude example, but I've, I've come to see the evangelist kind of as a salesman yeah, in a corporation. And then the support staff 
being, you know, um, the discipleship part of the, of the organization. And, you know, when, when I think of that and, and, just, and just how those two pieces fit together, it's important for everyone to be able to, to share the gospel. Um, but the evangelist, I think his, his, his role specifically is to bring those that don't know the gospel to the body. And so that they can yeah. be, um, encouraged in their walk with Christ and, and have that seed of, of faith planted. Um, you know, we read yeah, in Ephesians. If I could just interrupt there, sure. you know, that's, that's so true how you shared when, when we tend to be intimidated by people who are, are really good. And we might say, as Ephesians does, that they are, evangelists they that's their their main drive that's you know they would rather do that than put a roof on a house but for myself in my own journey you know when i stop thinking and comparing myself to other people who are really good at it and just make myself available and with the gifts that god has given me um that's when i really started to move forward and say well god can use me um just like he can use somebody else there's so many people in this world to be reached and god uses different gifts and, and different types of people, different personalities to reach who, whomsoever he will. I'll just share a little bit of a example of that. You know, I, I sometimes get tongue tied when I get in front of somebody that I'm not familiar with and I want to start talking about the gospel. And I found that one thing that's really uh, helpful for me is I order these, these little booklets and it's, it's nothing more than the gospel of John. And I just share a little bit with people and say, you know what? Can I leave you with a gift? Can I can I give this to you? And I haven't had anybody turn me down, but they're able to take that then and read the Word of God uh, after the fact. So that's just something that I feel is uh, it works for my personality and my spiritual gift. And I think everyone has a, a similar way that that God has gifted them to share the gospel. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, in Ephesians four, we read uh, the, the roles of the church and um, we see, we see, uh, you know, the, um, the evangelist is one of those, um, but there's so many other roles and we all, we all play a part of that. And the, and the, the larger work of that says it's for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying mm. of the body. And so every piece is, is so important. And so whether we're an evangelist or not, we should not be intimidated by that idea of, of evangelism, but we should also not sh shy away from opportunities to share the gospel. Whether you're an evangelist or not, we should, we should know the gospel and, and share it. So brother Chad, I, I, would you mind sharing from your personal experience, uh, what it is that keeps, uh, helps you keep the great commission central or in focus on a daily basis? Absolutely. And I, I so appreciate what you said about knowing the gospel. And here's how I think of just knowing what it is. What's my relationship with the gospel, first of all, and and having that be integral and intact um, day by day that I can go then when this is healthy, my relationship with God has a direct relationship on the way that I relate to the gospel and, and sharing it with others. But I think about having a gospel outline. And, and the way I think about this is how could you share with the short attention spans that we have in, in today's busy world and technology all around us, we, we might not have more than three minutes of someone's attention. And how much of the gospel could you share in three minutes? And, and how could you take it down to its elements? One of the ways I like to think about this is, is God, man, Christ, and response. So as we go back to that 2 Corinthians 5 passage, we think about God has reconciled us to himself. So, so why were we at enmity with God? What was it that caused us 
to need to be reconciled to him? And, and why was man so sinful? And then we think about Jesus and what he did in his work of reconciliation and his shed blood on the cross. And then we think about, you know, my response. We, we read in verse 21 there that says, For he hath made him, Jesus, to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So how does our response enter into the righteousness of God? But going on from the elements of the gospel, we might then think, what would we share further with that individual if we had three hours to sit together? You know, perhaps after they responded with some curiosity or some interest, if we had three hours to expand on that. And then finally, if we had three years with that individual, what would we what would we expound on that? The sanctification, the the ongoing relationship and, and the church and, and the way that the church functions together. And that's really been helpful to me is to have a, a gospel outline. That's so true, uh, Brother Chad, to, to understand the, the gospel in its, um, in its simplicity. But so, some of the things that I think about um, that have, I don't do it well, just admit that. I, there are, there's a lot of room for improvement in my life, but you know, as I think of the commission, the great commission that was found in Mark 16, there's just two categories. He that believes and is baptized is saved, and he that believes not is damned. And hmm. and to think that every human being on the face of the, the earth, made in the image of God, is going to fit in one of those two categories, is extremely sobering to me. And and while I want to keep that central, I want to keep that right out in the front, um, sometimes life just gets in the way. And and. And you kind of lose perspective or lose that 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 focus. Um, mm. But you know, as I think about the heart of Christ and what He was about and everything that He did, you know, we read in Second Peter three that you know it's not His will that one soul perish or one soul be lost. And then in John three, where He says, you know, I didn't come to condemn the world; I came to save it. And so, those are some of the things that just as I think about it, if I can just stop and pause at, at times in my life and just think about. You know who is Christ and what what did he come for, um, and 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 the people around me who are they? You know they're they're image bearers of the Creator. This is um, this is really serious. Yeah, and you know um, recently our church uh, released a, a Bible study called Sharing the Gospel, and I just appreciate how you shared of looking to Christ for the example and the way that He loved others. There's a lesson in there of uh, how do we communicate with others in the way that Jesus did. So it just looks at some simple ways that Christ took the time. You know, he told stories, he asked questions, he entered into their life, he used everyday examples. There's so much that we can learn as as Jesus was the master communicator, the master evangelist. And I just really appreciate how you pointed to Christ that he's the, he's the, the ultimate, you know, he's the, he's our model. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, Brother Chad, uh, as, as a church, we were able to go through that Bible study and what a blessing that was to us. And, and to me personally, just to equip myself with a, the, the simple gospel and not, not, um, complicate it with, with peripheral things. Not that other mm. things aren't important. Um, sanctification is incredibly important, but when it comes to, uh, the simplicity of the gospel, it really is. Uh, it really is simple, and you know, quite honestly, it transcends all times and all cultures. And and it's just uh, to be able to, to be equipped with that, and and in a very concise and simple way to be able to share it has just been. Uh, well, quite honestly, it's made it less intimidating to share the gospel. 
Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder, have you, uh, you mentioned there about different cultures. Have you had experience with sharing the gospel with someone that's from a different culture? You know, brother Chad, I have, there's a couple of um, examples that I would, wouldn't mind sharing. One particular one, we had the opportunity to uh, visit Haiti and be on a work team there. And, and that was such a blessing to me. And to see those kids just flock around, just, uh, you know, longing for, for love and attention. It's just, it was just incredible experience to me. One, one particular young man though, he was a, an albino orphan in Haiti hmm. and that um, in Haiti, that was the low of the low, um, even, even in that country. And this poor wow. young man, he was just, he was just picked on by everyone. And we really went out of our way to, to reach out to this young boy and, um, and show him a lot of love. And I had a young man <clears throat> who came to me and said, you know, uh, why, why do you love him? And it was a great opportunity to share the love of Jesus and that the love that Christ has for me uh, flows through me to, to loving others. And it was just, um, but, but I watched those people worship and I, you know, those that as we met together on, on Sunday mm-hmm. and just the, the love that they had, the, the thankfulness that they had, um, the joy that they had while not having much materially, they had Christ. And it was just incredible to see that that played out in their lives. There was another um, situation. We actually had the opportunity to have an exchange student from South Korea. Mm-hmm. And uh, this young lady was extremely quiet and, and introverted. But as we, as we got to know her and, and learn about her, her life, what I came to understand was that, and I don't know if it's just a, a Korean culture thing or if it was just the, the family culture, but, love was just not expressed in her family and wow. and acceptance was just part of performance. In other words, the better she performed, the more she felt accepted and just tried to share with her the love of Christ and say, you know what? The, the love of Christ is not conditional on your performance. It's not conditional on your grades. It's not conditional on how well you do. Jesus wow. loved us while we were, you know, we were still sinners. And it was a great opportunity to, to just share Christ's love with her. There was one particular time when I, I asked her, I says, I said, Hannah, has, has your dad ever told you that he loves you? And she said, no. And I, it just broke my heart. And um, I said, uh, could you tell him, Hannah, that you love him? And she thought about it a minute. And she says, in English, I could say it. <laughs> and so it was just... Um, yeah, but but you know that seed of faith was planted in her heart, and uh, she we got her a Korean Bible, and she took that back with her. And from time to time, we communicate, and she she continues to indicate uh, the faith that that's there. So we just pray for its growth and and for her to share it there. Wow, that's amazing. You know, I heard a couple of things there as you were talking, and and one of them was that another example that Jesus gave us, where you know he just listened. He he was a good listener, and I heard you say that in in both of those examples that you gave of how you entered into their world. You were able to identify with them as, as mm-hmm. broken people and, and people that had been harmed in the past and, and just how we can share the love of, of God to people when we find out where they despair. We find out where is their hopefulness, um, where could that be entered into their hopelessness, you know, and just how beautiful it is for them to see someone that takes the time to sit and to be with them. But Brother Chad, we are immensely blessed to be part of a committed body of believers. How would you encourage them today in the 
great commission that Christ left for his followers. Yeah. You know, I would say, I would have to say, just be available, give your time, make time uh, in a place where we're so busy, you know, like we've been talking. And if we can just set aside even a few minutes and say, God, I'm here, use me as you'd like to in this situation. If someone will cross my path today, let me have eyes to see that. And just to go into it, knowing that God can use all different, all different personalities, all different gifts. You know, I think of uh, sometimes where we go with this evangelism is we want to be a spiritual know-it-all and we want to just put people in their place with an answer that's going to just shut them right down. That's so true. And God can't use that always. You know, he, he sometimes just needs somebody that can say, wow, thanks for sharing your, your, your life with me and I'll pray for you. And those are some hard questions. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll go and find out maybe what I can point you to some scripture and, and just be vulnerable and just be broken with them. The other thing I'd encourage, you know, my fellow believers, brothers and sisters in Christ, as we think about different cultures, you know, I talk to people that are young Americans. They're right here in our backyards. They're our neighbors. Uh, we work with them and they don't have the same foundation that we do. When we think about growing up in Sunday school and knowing God, who he is, knowing the Old Testament stories, the patriarchs, and then the New Testament, Jesus, and how he died on the cross, those are some foreign concepts to you know, a growing number of young people in America today where we're, we're almost right here in the middle of a, a cross culture. And being able to meet people where they're at with that and just to share from a basic outline and to build on a basic gospel outline and to to have ongoing conversation, you know, to be willing to answer the funny questions. I had a young man one time that I was speaking with and and he said, you know, so God, he created me, right? Yeah. And uh, so how can he judge me when I behave the way that he created me? <laughs> and I thought, wow, that's 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 a good question, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, the good thing is you're thinking here, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but but that's a that's not a question that just you know comes right out of a, a Bible story book. We 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 need to enter in and to make ourselves available and to be willing to spend some time. Yeah, that's so true. You know, you're you're right. We don't we don't have to have the answers, but I think if we can just model it well, you know, he 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 has not called us to convert souls, but he has asked us to to share the truth. You know, and we do that by modeling the gospel and and by speaking the gospel. You know, Brother Chad, I, you mentioned our culture, and I don't know that I've ever seen a time where there's more political and social unrest and more fear mm. than than what I see today. But I really wonder if all this unrest and this fear is, isn't really an opportunity. You know, we read in 1 Peter 3, 15, sanctify the Lord in your heart. Be ready to give an answer for the reason of the hope. And, you know, hope is modeled when things are hard, not when things are easy. Hmm. In Second Corinthians chapter four, um, the apostle Paul talks about the hidden gospel, and he, see, he says, "If our gospel is hidden, it's hidden to those who are lost." And then a little bit later, he talks about we're troubled, but we're not distressed; we're perplexed, but we're not in despair. And I just think about those those things that, while we don't like them, we don't lo- like like trouble, and we don't like to be perplexed and mm-hmm. um, persecuted. But really, at the end of the day, those are opportunities to model hope. When someone sees us behaving in a way that's not normal, that's not expected, it's it's a great opportunity. And they will ask. 
know, for the reason of the hope that's that's in our heart. While there's a risk, right? So when we're we're troubled, if we get distressed like the world, then we're going to hide the gospel. And so my encouragement uh, to to believers today would be, you know what, live it in such a way that we're modeling the gospel well. You know, when things are hard, those are opportunities to to share the gospel, to give someone a reason to ask us of the hope in our heart. And um, oh, that's that's so true. I, I just share a quick example of uh, we, you know, we talk to people about how is this looking in your life? How is the gospel coming through and and the hope that you have that you spoke about that it's not hidden. And, and one, one man shared that, you know, he made an experience where he was going into the, the real estate, the tax office to pay his taxes. Uh, you know, they had gone up and there was a lot of people in that line that were waiting to pay their taxes with a frown on their face. And he, he shared that, you know, because he had a smile, people did ask him, they said, what are you so happy about? Your taxes have gone up. <laughs> so, so what a, what a, a way, an opportunity to share the hope that's inside of us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, there's so much uh, we could say about this, this wonderful commission, this great topic, you know, um, we could go on for hours, but just thinking of the, the discipleship of how, when people come into the church, they refresh the church and the church is refreshed by them and how the opportunity that we have to share the love of Christ and all the things that he commanded us. You know, Christ said, if you love me, follow my commandments, do the things that I teach. And so as we do church, you know, church is God's plan A uh, to save the world. And he doesn't have a plan B. Uh, we're the church, we're the refuge, and it's a wonderful commission that that Christ has placed before us that that we can embrace. Uh, thanks for sharing that, Brother Chad. You know, th- mm-hmm. that whole idea of the church uh, being being God's plan, he uses two beautiful examples in Scripture as the body of believers comes together. One is a, as a body with different parts, and every part is necessary, and every part has its place, and, and they're in the body as, as God has ordained it. He sets them in the body as it pleases him. And just to recognize our place in the body and, and just be used wherever it is he's called us to be is just um, is a huge blessing. And the other thing that he illustrates with the church coming together is is the bride. And what a what a beautiful mm. picture that is as we think about Christ being the groom and, and the church being the bride and that that time together um, with him, not only here, but uh, what we look forward to in eternity. So mm, um, appreciate that. So in conclusion here, um, I hope today's episode is an encouragement to our listeners, not only to understand the gospel, but my prayer is that it would deepen our commitment toward following the Great Commission, that we would develop a culture of evangelism in our churches that not only encourages, but actually has an expectation that each one of us would model and share the gospel. You know, Chad, we've been given an incredible treasure. It's so important that we share it. Thanks for listening. We appreciate your interest and also welcome your comments. To share your feedback or episode ideas, go to the settings menu in AC Central, select User Feedback, and when the web page opens, click the Feedback on Around the Table link. Around the Table is a production of Onward Media, a communications ministry of the Apostolic Christian Church.